Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Karina Ganter's here, your host for Behind the Pen. Welcome to another episode. As you know, I am an author, 14 books. I'm also a filmmaker. I'm a YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network, and I run Author Assist, which helps authors everything from brainstorming an idea through to marketing and promoting their final product. And of course, I have Behind the Pen YouTube show, YouTube show and audio podcast. Today, my guest is Marcy McDonald. Welcome to the show, Marcy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, the first thing I ask my guests is, what do you use your pen for? I use it for everything. I am, I, well, I'll just tell you, your brain works in a different way when you use a pen and you write than when you type. So I write out a lot of my notes for books. I take notes on everything because then that makes me remember it. I am never without my pen. I am exactly the same. I am so old school. A pen, a pad, everywhere I go. You never know when, well, I, I write fiction, but you never know when um, you're going to get inspired and come up with a new idea or, or a scene that you're stuck on on your book or something. So always have a pen and pen. I can't do straight on writing from the computer. I need to have my notes and have stuff to, to work from. So I'm I'm exactly the same as you, but I'm I'm intrigued with your first answer. You know your first answer to this that the brain works differently when it comes to typing on a keyboard and writing with a pen. How do you mean? Yes, yes. There's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system (RAS), and when you write by hand, it triggers something in that part of your brain that enables you to help remember things better. It enables you to practice. So for instance, if you're writing, I have a system called Unblocks where people write on three-dimensional blocks and as they're creating new habits about their self-talk, what they're telling themselves, when you write that new thought about yourself, it's imprinted in that part of your brain in a way that is actually like practicing it. However, when you type on the keyboard, it does not engage that system. And so you don't remember things as well, and it doesn't help you practice neurological changes that you might be hoping for. That makes one perfect reason. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's what when you write by hand, then you're connecting in a very different way to your brain. Now, I have I have been a reporter, so and I've been on deadline. So I do go back and forth between keyboard and pen. But when I'm really trying to work something out, I want to engage that part of my brain. That makes, so. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because when you're writing with the pen, you're thinking about what you're writing, you're watching yourself write mm -hmm. it. And like you said, it's imprinting. But when you're typing, you're not you just type in letters and you're hoping that when you look up back to the keyboard, they've actually come out with correct spelling. Um, but it's not, it's, it's not sinking in really what you're typing, what, what you're, um, because, because you're not watching yourself write it. You're seeing yourself but, do it with your typing. It's just not, 
the same, is it? No. So you might compare it to when you're on a drive, a long distance drive, people tend to kind of space out. They forget that they're driving. They're still doing it, but they're not engaged in it in, in the way that makes you aware at all times. That's dangerous. I am driving. I am driving. Well, you're aware enough, but um, it's one wow. reason why I drive a stick shift because that forces you to stay in the present and stay engaged. Well, it's the same with when you're writing on paper, you're staying engaged with what you're saying, but you can type automatically just like you can drive an automatic car and kind of detach from what you're doing. doesn't mean you're not thinking about it. It just means that it's not sinking as deeply as when you write by hand. I, I have to hazard a guess now that you're an uh, author, a writer of nonfiction, and it's something to do with science, to do with the mind and maybe um, the psych and spiritual side of it, maybe health could do with health as well. I, I feel stop like me, you're giving me. me a psychic reading. Yeah, you stop me, stop me. So, <laughs> so I've written one novel that four people read, one of which was my mother. And then the rest of my books have been nonfiction. So I wrote two books on how to write, you know, how to learn how to write that were for homeschooled children, middle school and high school. And then I wrote a book called uh, Build Happiness, Change Your Perspective, Change Your Life. And that uses principles of neuroscience to help you engage this reticular activating system and to work through emotional blocks that you have in a very, very different way. So I created 70 odd exercises that you do with the unblocks, some of which you can do on paper, but they're best when it's out in three-dimensional space. And that's the focus of the book is helping you understand that when you look at your life and what you're feeling from a different perspective, you can then change that perspective and choose how you want to feel. Um, mm. and, and my next book has integrates that neuroscience piece but it brings in more of this what you might say the spiritual piece of well i call it uh numbering your days where you really look at how much time you have and learn to live really in the present and focus on what truly matters instead of paying attention to the things that don't and then bring in that neuroscience piece now, that's well, the book that's coming out in march well, I'm happy that I got it all correct. That was, you that did. was, a, yeah, wow. <laughs> I got it all correct. So maybe I have a bit of psychic in me. But um, when you were saying, I think the pandemic has, if it's shown anything to everybody, it's that we don't have much time. We don't mm -hmm. have much time on earth. Um, 18, 70, 80 years is nothing. And, and it will go like that. And, the world is a big place and I want to see it all. I want to experience it all. I want to get as much now out of my life that I've got left before, before it's my time, whenever that is. And I want to experience as much as I can and see as much as I can and, and live for the day, but also plan for, for the coming future because it's, it's a waste of time getting stressed and upset about little things that don't matter, but before you would have blown out a proportion. And now you're just mm -hmm. like, uh, no, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. You've got to uh, put things into pri pri priority, you know? 
um, I feel like you've got to get up every day. You've got to look in the mirror. You've got to smile at yourself. Tell yourself that it's going to be a brilliant day. And then no matter what happens, just remember that, you know, that that's a moment in time. That That's just a, a moment in time. It's gone. It's finished. Look uh, look to the forward now and um, just embrace everything. That That's how I feel after i felt like that after the before the pandemic myself because um i became ill and i was given like i felt like i was given the second chance and it put me on the right path of doing now what i do and helping people and i feel like i should have been i've been put on earth to do that i feel so fulfilled in what i do and i wasn't in anything before and all the jobs that I had before and what I was doing and my life and and I look at it now I have the other half which is my bad health but then I have this half which is just so fulfilling and so um oh just it just makes me so happy and and so um blessed yeah even though I have that bad part of my life I feel so blessed with the life I have. Does that make any sense? Oh, totally. And if you feel that, then you are going to keep feeling that. So we may only have today. So you have to live it, love it, and learn from it. And if you remind yourself throughout the day when things are stressing you out that, wait, what if this were my last day? Would this really matter to me? Then you can come back to your intention to live with purpose, to be a kind person, to be a loving person, and to receive that as well. Um, it's purpose, I think, is really tied to how you live your life throughout each day. And that's tied to your intention of how you want to live each life, each day, throughout the day. You just have to keep coming back to that and remembering what's truly the most important to you, important. what really exactly. matters. Exactly. Yeah. Prioritize. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to get so stressed over the tiny little things and now I just blow them off. You know, it's just not worth my time. Yeah, you know? That's right. Or, or your bad feelings about it or the stress that comes into your body when you do get unhappy about things. All that is affecting everything. Well, but I think that's your mindset, right? So if you have an emotionally healthy mindset, then things happen, you feel them, you might feel sad, you might feel angry, but you see it, you notice it, and then you decide, well, what am I going to do about it? You kind of detach from that overwhelming feeling to just say, okay, I acknowledge that I'm feeling overwhelmed. How am I going to step back and take care of this rather than just let myself be thrown into the rapids and <laughs> bump my way down the river. You don't have to do that. You can always choose, but you have to notice before you can choose that. So you noticed because you became critically ill. That's put this, you know, it's like you're wearing different colored glasses, not rose colored glasses, but, you know, the dark of what could happen glasses, which remind you all the time to take them off and just see the glory of what is around us. Can do you think you can train your mind into a different mindset to what it normally is? Do you think there's a way of doing that? Absolutely. The brain is plastic. The brain is like Play-Doh 
that you can either, if you ever had kids, you have Play-Doh. I'm not sure what it's called where you are, but it's like clay yeah, Play-Doh. <laughs> malleable and you can play with it and you can make things with it. But if you leave it out, it gets all hard, right? And that's what happens to a lot of people's brains. They stop working it and they get all hard and it's like a rock. But you can always with your brain, because it is plastic, come back and say, I'm going to retrain this. I'm going to have daily habits where I will incrementally create new patterns, new neural pathways. And the brain is so remarkable that if you imagine that it's like a tree. So when you're trying to create new habits by practicing them daily, and there's a bunch of ways to do that, it's like growing new branches. And those are the new strong branches. And as you grow those and focus those, then the old branches that were unhealthy and negative, it actually starts trimming them off in your brain. So you can focus on the new ones that you've built. You cannot just say affirmations, like say, um, so you want to grow rich. You can't just say, I am rich. And then suddenly, oh, I am rich. That would be magic. But what you can do is start telling yourself, what are the habits I have of how I'm talking to myself that are in the way of my being able to grow rich? And let me start speaking to myself in new ways throughout the day that are positive, but also true. So I want to go back to one of the First things that you you said, and then you sort of went, da -da, da -da, and you slipped over it so quickly that you thought I wouldn't notice, but I didn't hear you. You wrote a novel. So what was this novel about? What uh, genre did you write in? Oh, so it is, you might call it young adult, but adults enjoy it. Like they do a lot of young adults. Exactly. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's about a kid who meets the legendary Ted Williams. And Ted Williams, who was an amazing baseball player, coaches this young scrawny kid in how to hit the baseball. But many, many things happen so that they each come to have faith in themselves again. Ted Williams, after being in a nursing home and having lots of family drama, and this kid as he's coming into, um, it's a coming of age novel, really. It's, and it's very a very funny book. As I oh, said, I think, you know, maybe four people read it, <laughs> but <laughs> it deserves more attention. So what's the book called, Marcy? It's called A Kid Meets The Kid, a Ted Williams novel. A Kid Meets The Kid, Ted Williams novel. When you say Ted Williams novel, it sounds like you planned on maybe another one. No, it's just I was at the time knew very, very, very little about marketing. And I thought as a title, a kid meets the kid, only certain people who are baseball aficionados would know who the kid was. So I threw in a sub subtitle of a Ted Williams novel in case it was more searchable. Eh, not so much, but <laughs> it's what I did. It was quite a long time ago. How much, I mean, you, you published it yourself, yeah? In, in, yes, I published okay. it myself. It's on Kindle. And okay. it was before I understood that it, on Kindle, nobody wants to pay even a penny, let it alone $1.99 or whatever I said it was worth. Um, um, what are you selling it as? Uh, sorry, I, I do marketing promotion. This is my life, what we're talking about now. So what are you selling it as? 
Oh, you mean how much? Uh, how much? Yeah, for? how much is it? Oh, I for? I can't even remember. It was either a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. Which really, if I get time, when I get time, I need to go and just make it free because the point is to have people read it. It's not really about making. I think I made five dollars and eighty cents from two sales. Um, yeah, but those two sales can can triple and quadruple if you promote the book and market it correctly. I mean, do you remember how many pages or how many words that you did for this book? Oh, I don't remember. It was about eight thousand years ago. Um, I thought you said eight thousand words then. <laughs> no, eight thousand eight thousand years ago that I wrote it. And I don't remember because I've written, you know, build happiness since then. And I have this new book coming out in the spring and I've written a chapter in a book just recently became an international bestseller. And I just submitted another chapter for another collaborative book. So wonderful. I mean, my mind is in the present right now. Someday I'll go back and. But I mean, if you go to your Amazon page and you see all your nonfiction, is your fiction book on your Amazon page or you called yourself? Yeah, my fiction some... book is on it. On oh, my, okay. On my so people Amazon can find page. it if they're interested to take a look. They can find it That's there. Right. That's right. All right, moving on. Moving yes. on. Right, <laughs> so so you love nonfiction, simple as that. You love uh, writing about what you know and what you teach and uh, what you've studied. Yes. And it's like giving back a course, but not charging for this course because it's in a book. They just buy the book and they have this course of learning how to to do something that somebody would have paid a lot of money for to to teach, you know. Yes, exactly. I mean, I still have one more novel on me, I think. But right now, my purpose actually is to give back what I've come to understand over the years about how to live a more joyful life and be happier with yourself. So that's that's what I need to do. First things first. Okay, yeah. so you, the apart from your books, the collaboration that you did got to being a New York Times bestseller and you uh, did a International chapter, bestseller. International uh, bestseller. And you did a chapter in that book yourself. And uh, where can people find the book? You can find that on Amazon. There's a paperback and a Kindle version. Wonderful. And um, you're known as uh, Marcy McDonald on Amazon. So they can check out your yes. books. Yes. And you, your next book is coming out when? I'm hoping sometime in March 2023. I don't Wonderful. know the exact release date yet. So it's so it's it's written and it's with the editor and you're going to um have pre-orders on it later. Yes, I hope so. I actually just it was I just got it back from the copy editor, so I'm supposed to be working on that. Working on week. it, yeah, yes. yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> well, um, I would love to guide you with this when it's released and guide you on the correct way to promote it and market yourself to get that book out to the masses to get people to know who you are what you do and why they need to read your book and uh, not for it to be on the the lay side like your novel but to <laughs> to uh, elevate you in in what you do as a author and a specialist on uh, mindset so uh, I will Definitely um, come back to you on that and, and uh, help you out on that because uh, it's a well, shame. We'll have a chat about it. Yeah, yeah. it's 
it's I, a shame you've done all yeah, that work on the book. <laughs> I know. I, I sold more of my, all of all my other books, but um, this, the publisher is guaranteeing that it will be a bestseller. So, but wow. I always use your brilliant <laughs> insights. Yes. So. Which uh, publisher are you, are you with for the new book? Well, it's with uh, a coach named Cy Blackburn, an international uh, coach who's just an amazing guy. And he has, he gave me the contract for the book um, and all the, every aspect of it, every phase, design, publicity, everything. Wonderful. So. Well, you can't ask for more than that, but yes, I will definitely be here for you. Um, and it's good for you to to learn the ropes anyway for when you go ahead and do another book independently and you'll know what you're doing and you'll yeah, feel confident that. and confident into <laughs> here's me here here's who I am here's my book yeah okay yeah, that's wonderful right. I know you're great at it yeah <laughs> yeah the, the godmother of authors that's what they call me so um Marcy are you on social media if anyone wants to speak with you about the topic Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, and that's the best place to find me. I post very regularly there. You just look LinkedIn at Marcy McDonald. Wonderful. Um, and you can find me. Yes, and, please um, connect with me. Make sure you, you all connect with Marcy. There we go. You've got to get all these connections now. <laughs> um, so uh, your book is on Amazon. Is it wide? Is it available anywhere else, or is it just Amazon? Um, my previous book is only available through me now. The new one, the anthology, is on only on Amazon, and the next one I believe will only be on Amazon. But my book, mm. once it's out, will start out on Amazon, and then actually I'll still have sales there, but I'll sell it directly because I'll be able to make more money in the long exactly. run. Exactly, this it on is Amazon what for us. Yes, this is what authors are doing now. They're leaving Amazon behind. They're selling it on their website. They're getting the money mm -hmm. they deserve for the work that they've done on their book. All the time it's took to write. Why to give it away for free? Don't give your novel away for free, by the way. That's that's a big no-no. Mm, I'll let you on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, you want people to read it. Fine. Never give your work away for free. Not, not, not when you've spent that much time on it. Um, so... Yeah, so getting it out wide, uh, Barnes and Noble, Apple, Google, all of that. Um, it's so easy to do with an ebook, um, and it gives the opportunity for people that have iPhones and iPads, and so many do, to read from there rather than a Kindle. You know, it's not all yes. about the Kindle. You know, uh, so I know Amazon have the monopoly on on sales and what have you but it doesn't need to be that way and I can go on and on and on about it but I'm not going to <laughs> Marcy it's been wonderful having you as a guest on Behind the Pen thank you so much uh, I look forward to all your new projects and uh, I wish you all the best thank you so much it was a pleasure talking with you and laughing with you I think this is one thing all the authors out there need to remember that don't take yourself so seriously. Things are going to go awry. You'll lose track, whatever. Just keep enjoying the process and you'll get where you need to go. Perfect. 
Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow like and review the podcast your support means everything 